There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. From P105 in Cincinnati, it's the Jesse and Anna podcast. My phone slipped out of my pocket on a roller coaster at Dollywood over the weekend. Thought it was gone for good. Yeah. I left the park fully thinking it was time to go get a new phone. I justified it. I was like, oh, that's my fault. Slipped out of my pocket. Never yeah. going to see it again. An hour and a half later, lost and found from Dollywood calls. Like, we found your phone. That is so crazy. Don't they have signs everywhere that say like, lose your phone, your problem. Yeah, so, we're uh, not responsible yeah. for lost things. Here's what it was. It was a it's a roller coaster at Dollywood I've never ridden before called the Mystery Mine. Ooh. And it is kind of a dark ride and it's it's very, very themed. But it is the first so before you even get on the coaster, I had never seen this before, where there were signs everywhere. It was like no phone, no keys, no loose belongings whatsoever. And I'm yeah. like, keys? Wow, like this is very specific. So the first time we wrote it, the people I were with, they were like, here, Jesse, put your wallet, your keys, all your things in this bag, and we'll put it in the little cubby thing. No big deal. Then we wrote it a second time. Oh. Uh-huh. Second time. And here's the two things I had on me. I had my phone in my coat pocket, and I had a bag of kettle corn in the other coat pocket. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course you had the kettle and corn. And we were with one less person, and I was just like, I don't want to put it in the cubby hole. Then I just like, the girls sat down in the same row as us, and I was like, I'm going to have to ask them to move. And I was like, fine, I'll just zip my kettle corn up. I was very concerned about the kettle corn. <laughs> zipped, I zipped the kettle corn in my coat pocket. Never once thinking, maybe you should zip your phone pocket up too. Oh my god! So my phone's in it, right? So this ride takes off kind of slowly. And at a certain point, we get to a thing, you know, where like a coaster climbs a hill and goes up? Yeah. This coaster does that, except it goes straight up yeah. 90 degrees, very slowly, like it's climbing to go over a hill, straight up in the air. Then we go over and we do all these things, spins and sideways and everything. And then it does it again. And as we're going straight up the second hill, real slow, I feel something kind of slide oh, to my left. No. I'm like, oh no, is that my phone? And I'm like holding my arm in place, my <gasps> elbow. And I'm like, I think I got it. And the coaster's done. And as soon as we stood up at the end, I get up and I look, no phone. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, Jamie, my buddy Jamie's like, what are you looking for? I go, I dropped my phone. And he didn't believe me. He goes, you're joking. I'm like, no, I literally dropped my phone. Like, <laughs> I don't have it. And he goes, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I dropped it. It's somewhere inside of the coaster. I don't yeah. know where it's... And I got a little lost and found card for the guy, but I was like, let's go. Like, I... And he just couldn't believe it. I'm like, no, don't worry. It's all backed up on the cloud, all my text, sure. all my photos. And then I start justifying it. I'm like, 
I've had this phone for two and a half years. It's time to upgrade anyway. And yeah. We're looking up Verizon <laughs> yeah, yeah. store times for the next day and all these things. Yeah. And the one smart thing I did is I logged on to find my iPhone. And you didn't know you could do this, right? I've, I have find my iPhone, but I didn't know that you could, what, you there was like an emergency contact option? If you lose your phone, if you lose an iPhone specifically, that's anybody, if you leave it in an Uber or whatever like that, yeah. immediately get on someone else's phone, anybody, Android, whatever, go to iCloud, log in, and you can set your phone as missing. You can put a message that shows up on the screen of your phone if somebody picks it up. So it'll stay locked, but this it'll message stay will pop locked, up. A message will pop up, pop up. Mine said, hey, I lost this phone at Dollywood. If you find it, please call me. And there's a call button right there. And they can call whatever number you designate. That which is was my so buddy Jimmy. cool. So we got all the way back to Knoxville. And one and a half hours later, they... I guess we're searching the property at the end of the day underneath the ride and they found my phone and called me. Yeah, which it makes sense that I guess they would need to, you know, go around the property of the role of all the rides and just kind of mm-hmm. trash or what, clean, like clean up a little bit. So it, I guess it does make sense. But I've just always been in, under the impression that if you lost anything, you will never see it again. Even if they found it, yep. I thought they'd just throw it in some kind of bin and me they're too. like, sorry, about your luck. I mean, we've all seen that giant box of cell phones outside of Diamondback, right? Yes. And so I'm like, is that just a scare tactic? I, for, I don't know. I don't want to speak for Kings Island. No, but I, I, but it, you know, that's kind of what I thought. By the way, the lady, when she called me, this sweet old lady from the Lost and Found yeah. section of Dollywood, she goes, we found your phone. It's in perfect working order. It's got a little grass and mud on it, though. Because it probably so fell sweet. 100 feet. I can't believe it still works. Works fine. Also, I'm just going to say this as me being me. You're lucky it didn't like that. That's dangerous. That falling out of your pocket. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the signs. Yeah. I'm like, it's like you lost your phone, but I'm like, it's the danger part of it too. If that flies out, I'm just saying. Well, I did have to pay the price when I had to drive about two hours out of my way to and from all the way back to Dollywood the next day to get my phone. Did you learn your lesson? I I learned a lesson. I just... (laughs) But your kettle corn was I mean, all My kettle corn was fine. <laughs> Lookie, who is fresh back from Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. You went to D.C., a little birthday weekend trip. Yeah. Um, I talked to you Friday afternoon. You were just getting to CVG. And uh, there was definitely a sense of panic in your voice, Anna, as, uh, you know, you thought that you were going to be late for your flight. And how early did you get to the airport? I got to the airport, ah, I don't know, like, uh, we'll say around an hour before my flight. Okay. So that was me being able to get to the airport, go through security, and then go wait to board. Is that unusual for you to show up that close to a flight? I've never shown up that close to a flight. You, the latest, or yeah, the latest I've ever shown up to the airport before my flight is two hours. Generally, I'm there three hours early. And you're like, I see TikTok videos all the time where it's like, it shows the dad with the family. And he's like, we are getting to the airport Three hours early. <laughs> Everybody have your passports. Like he carries everything, the dads. So what do you do? Like you get there so early and you just what? Go to like a restaurant or chill? Like what do you do all that time? I bring my book. But yeah, I'll usually, that gives me time to read my book, sit on my phone, go grab a drink or or food or a coffee depending what time of day it is. And it just gives me peace of mind. Just a little casual it, experience it in gi- the airport. Listen to my music. It just gives me peace of mind knowing that if any little thing were to happen, let's say I packed the wrong thing in my bag. What if I get pulled over to be the one that they do extra security on? Anything could happen. It won't matter because I'm there so incredibly early 
that I have time for all the bad things to happen. I know a person that flies and travels all the time who prides themselves on getting to the airport with the least amount of wasted time. So, like, let's say they're going to fly out at four o'clock. They will probably roll in maybe at about 3.15. No. And that that includes parking. So they got to park. Yeah. The no. whole goal is that they are walking up to their gate to board the plane and boarding has already started. No. And it's a very risky maneuver because it, sometimes it's, <laughs> it doesn't always work out great. Things happen. Like anything could go down. And my my biggest fear is missing a flight. I've never had that happen. I have. I understand that it's not the end of the world. You'll wait several hours and you'll get on another flight. I'm not trying to live that life. I don't, I have no interest in ever experiencing missing a flight. I would say if you can get there an hour, hour and a half early, you're fine. I would not show up before that unless it is like some crazy holiday weekend and you're like, oh, there's going to be a lot of people. It was Memorial Day weekend. Or you can do what I do, get TSA pre-check for a total of 16 bucks a year. That definitely felt worth it. Pay for um, that, cut the line, yeah. don't, ha- don't have to take your shoes off. It well, is worth it. Here's what I learned. Maybe I won't learn? get there three hours early anymore, but I will be getting there two hours early. I just like that you're at the airport longer, most times at least, than your actual flight. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that What's way. What's the you're purpose right. of flying at that point? Maybe okay. just get the car and drive. Yeah. If you're in a relationship, these are the questions you need to uh, ask yourself about your significant other. So these are questions, of, okay. Anna, these are questions you would ask yourself about that person. Okay. Okay. Um, and it kind of determines on whether it's a good fit or in the future, if there's going to be problems. I'm just in no particular order. Number one, right. how do they treat wait staff? Oh, yeah. You know, yes. I'm already on that. In fact, I, if it's possible, I try to see how much they're even, if they pay, I try to see how much they're tipping. That's great. Like, I, I don't care. I, like, number, that says a lot about you. What? Uh, I always tip full 20 per, unless we are, me and uh, her are in agreement that uh, it was bad service or something. And like, I always tip usually, but no, I don't think I'll ever get flagged for treating waitstaff poorly. And I'm pretty good with that. No, I, yeah. I feel like if you're nice to people in general, you're going to be nice to the waitstaff usually. Uh, This is a big one. Ask yourself, is the person, is your significant other the center or are you the center of their universe? So let's say you're dating a guy right now, Anna. You would be the most important thing to him. He just cares. He'll do whatever that you want to do. He has no life. He has no independence. You. This sounds like exactly what you don't want. Okay, you. yeah. I was like, wait a second. Is this a good thing? It's, no, not, it's a I bad thing. It says it might be feel nice to be worshipped worship for a while, especially if you've been dumped recently, but that'll get old fast, particularly when they call you four times in the middle of your favorite TV show. Oh, gosh. Basically, it's a partner. Clingy. Basically, a partner with their own life is more likely to respect yours. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Okay, yes. And this that clingy. is something that I look for. My biggest fear is someone who is that is literally too your biggest fear. Or too clingy because I'm very independent. So and your definition of clingy is really loose. He texted me once a day. He <laughs> sent me a smiling always. face. <laughs> like, why does he like me so much? Yeah. <laughs>
I should probably like chill out a little bit on you, that one. Yeah, it's like when you meet a guy, be like, I'm just gonna need you to be mean for me for to at least three months. <laughs> That's so Otherwise, long. no, yeah, not that, but, I know uh, what you mean. I know. And then this one: ask yourself uh, about your significant other. Do they call their mom more than they call you? He's a mama's boy. You know what? This is a thing, and actually. It was uh, not that long ago because I'm back on the dating scene. Heads up. Whoa. Yeah, I know. All the apps um, been redownloaded? I've got, I only have one app and yes, it's redownloaded. Welcome back. Um, thank you. Um, but I did go out with a guy. This was a few weeks ago and he answered the phone while we were grabbing drinks when his mom called. Really? Oh gosh. It was, it was very weird. And he, he's like, Hey, sorry, this is my mom. And I'm like, do you need to get it? Because I'm going to be nice about it. Like, hey, do you need to get that? Because I don't know. And he was like, yeah, give me a second. It was not an emergency. Like, it was just a little quick chat. I'm like, oh, Oh, that is, Uh -uh. that's a turnoff. No, my phone. I would. You think I'm hooked on my phone, but when I'm on a date, my phone is either in my pocket or it's face down the entire time. Yeah. And I wouldn't care if you like check it real quick and you're like. Oh, my mom's calling me and she never calls me. I I better get this or something. You or know, if, it, that or would if be... they called multiple times. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, this is so weird. Something feels weird. Yeah. But, but this, I think this whole topic though ugh. that we're talking about is about like, you're already in a relationship. Like whether yeah. that's a problem, like, hey, he calls his mom or he talks to you. Yeah. I've been but, there. Mama's boys, red flag. Really? Love I, your mom, but don't. I don't think I'm a mama's boy. I think you I'm are good. not. No. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, you should call your mom more often. Oh, really? Yes. So it's actually more in the opposite direction? Yes. All right. When's the last time you called your mom? Uh, I don't. When was Jessie. I in Iowa? Iowa? <gasps> Mother's uh, Day? Yeah. Well, I was there. You should. Yeah, but you should call your mom at least once a week. I talked to my mom. Whoa, really? At least. Yeah. To I check mean, I do have her. a note in my phone that literally says, call mom and dad. It goes off Sunday afternoon to four o'clock. But you don't pay attention Sometimes to it? Sometimes I don't exactly do what my note tells me to do. <laughs> okay. But hey, the effort is sort of there. Okay, that counts. All right. Big old study was done that showed that if you have a hard time sleeping at night and you deal with insomnia, that if you look at the clock, it does not help you. In fact, it makes it worse. Isn't this a problem that you have had recently? I guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had some sleeping issues recently and I wake up. It's especially bad if, let's say I fall asleep at 1030 at night. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm feeling like I slept for a bit and I look at the clock and it's like 1130. I'm like, oh my gosh, an hour's passed. And then I wake up again. And it's like 1215. It's like, what? Yeah. They say that is exactly what happens. And people end up turning to sleep aids more often because they wake up and they're concerned that they're not going to get enough sleep. Then they start estimating how long it will take them to fall back asleep or even worse, what time they have to be up. And they're doing the math in their head. Like, like, oh, oh my, my gosh, God. now I only have two hours, three hours. Two like, hours. Yeah. Yeah. And they say that does not help you at all. So the, the, the trick is to just not look at the clock. But that's so much easier said than done because the first thing that I do when I wake up in the middle of the night is I check, I look at my phone to see what time it is. Because I'm like, did I wake up, you know, 30 minutes before my alarm goes off and I should just stay awake? Or is this the middle of the night? It's I'm a confused. curiosity thing, right? Like, yeah. I, it's the, and by the way, there's clocks all over my house. I would have to like turn the stove clock off, the microwave clock. What I mean, I'm getting up, going to the kitchen. It's just right there. Yeah. So I would say I look at those clocks more than I look at my phone. I actually don't really look at my phone in the middle of the night. 
Uh, but it's that microwave clock. It's something that really used to bother me is before I, I started working here, I did a, a morning show. So I had to wake up at like 4 a.m., 3.30 a.m., yeah. right? And knowing that I had to wake up so early oftentimes gave me more anxiety at night. Because even if I was going to get enough sleep, just knowing that like, oh, I have to wake up so early. Like if I wake up even once in the middle of the night, that's going to take away from my sleep. And I know that I have to wake up so early. And now that I can wake up, you know, usually around 7 a.m., that to me feels later. So I get less anxiety. Do you ever feel like the earlier you I have to, to wake up? I, it, I will tell you this. In my mid-30s, it went away. Um, I used to be the person. When I worked nights at B105, I yeah. worked 7 to midnight. I slept in every day of the week. Yeah. I never. So, but if I ever had to set an alarm for any reason, even if it was like 8 a.m., I hated it. And I used to have a phone that when I would set my alarm, let's say I went to bed late, they're like, okay, your alarm's set. It's going to go off in six hours and 14 oh, minutes. I'm like, terrible. oh, no, I don't, oh, that's no, terrible. don't tell me. I already know it's late. Yeah. That bothered me. Uh, but no, now the, the older I get, I can, I can simply operate on less sleep, but still like, Four hours is not acceptable. I can't do that. Yeah, no, nobody. And I, but I think that's it, though. I think if you just wake up naturally, like when your body's ready to wake up, yeah, you, you don't think about it. But having that alarm set is what makes you overthink. You know, it'd be funny though if you wake up naturally. You don't have a clock. You're like, I'm good to go. Making coffee. You finally check your phone. It's like two forty four in the morning. <laughs> Wait, what do I do now? <laughs> I embarrassed myself a little bit on the airplane when I was boarding to go to DC. Yeah. It's because it was it was unexpected where I sat. I've never sat so close to the front of the plane. And I was not in first class. Because when I get my seats, I, I don't uh, select a seat. I'm just like, oh, really? Know, cheapest ticket I can find. You tell me where I'm sitting. I don't really care. You can still get in there even, even with a cheap ticket and just choose the best of the cheap tickets. Yeah, but usually it's like, a. You I, I just don't there. care. I don't right. care. I'm like, seat me where you want to seat me. Huh. Um, but I was in the very first row right behind first class, Yeah, which is crazy. I've never sat that It's a that crazy close. experience. It really is. So I had a ton of leg room and everything, but I was so close that I didn't believe that that's really where I was sitting. So as I'm going onto the plane, I pass right by my seat and then I'm like, oh wait, I forgot to check what's my seat. Oh, okay. It was like eight and I, I'm all the way down by like 13 and I'm like, wait yeah. a second, I gotta go. So then there's people coming in well, and I so I gotta get out of the way, try to move the opposite direction. And I go up and I'm like, this can't be right. That's like first class. I'm not sitting there. So then I go back. And I'm like, no, it says eight. Like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. So then I go back to the front. And like, meanwhile, I'm causing a major traffic jam. After the third time of me going back and forth, a guy in one of the seats is like, hey, where are you sitting? <laughs> because I'm like causing all this drama. And I was like, I'm in aisle eight or row eight. But, uh, you know, like, I don't see it. And he's like, it's right there. And, I, and I'm like, oh, that's that feels so close to first class. I didn't think that was me. He was like, yeah, that's you. He's like, sit down. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like, he was trying to help me, but he was a little irritated. And everyone on the plane is kind of looking at me and my face turned bright red. Oh and then the the woman that I was sitting next to, I got all my bags and I'm already sort of flustered at the mistake I made. So I kind of just like barrel in. I'm like, oh, excuse me, sorry. I'm here. I can't believe I'm sitting here. This is so close. <laughs> and, you know, I start to overcompensate with words. Yeah. She doesn't say anything. Oh, she was not. <laughs> She's like, I paid a lot of money to be up here in real she, late. She just... Sat Whoa. there and stared at me, and I was like, "Oh God!" Oh, okay. she did not want to hear no, your story. No, she didn't have not one word to say to me. So I, I understood what was happening. I was being annoying, so I shut my mouth and put my headphones. Yeah, in. <laughs> I, I'm not.
not a huge fan of people just making small talk with me on airplanes. Like, well, if they want to just, like, you know, say something here and there, like, I'll chip, chip, but, like, I'm not really one to have a whole conversation. But I was just trying to address the elephant in the room. Hey, I'm the girl that just went back and forth yeah. the plane aisle yeah, yeah, three yeah. times yeah. and was addressed in front mm-hmm. of everyone. Like, that's no. me. Hey. Shut down. She's, um, yeah. And no. then there was another moment where I had my bag kind of in front of her under seat, and I was like, hey, is that in the way? Like, do you need me to move that so you can put your bag there? Once again, didn't say a word to me. She just like shook her head no. <laughs> she, well, you know what? Tell me you don't want to talk without telling me you don't want to talk. You know, one of the bad <laughs> things about being that far up too, right behind first class, is you get to see all the things first class people get. You get to hear the things that they're at. Like, oh, would you like a drink before takeoff? I felt like a, I felt like a piece of trash. Like spying, yes. Because I was the idiot who was going back and forth. Yep. And then, yeah, there were two businessmen at the seats right yeah. in first class. And they're like, I'll take a, you know, bourbon on the rocks or whatever and, uh, the heck. And yeah. I'm over here like, I'm sorry, yep. everybody. Look at all this leg room I've got. Never been on a plane. Oh, like, yeah, it was so like, embarrassing. Listen to this peasant. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse and Anna's Truth Jar. Okay, Jesse, today is your turn to answer a question out of the truth jar. So it's this jar that we have in here, and it is just filled up with all sorts of questions. Um, make us share a story or be vulnerable. Okay. You ready? Something ready. people misunderstand about you. What is something that people misunderstand about me? Yes. You know, the older I get, the more I realize that I'm a misunderstood person. And I've been told so. that by people I work with. They're like, you know, just when I'm starting to think I get you, then you veer off into one completely other direction that makes no sense. Like, I seem so OCD on certain things. Yes. Um, and then I'll be like, yeah, but I never delete alarms out of my iPhone. Or and- you never close, you don't close cabinet doors. Yep. What? Keep drawers open, cabinet. Not all the time, but it is a possibility. Yeah. Here's one. Here's the thing that I think uh, is kind of misunderstood. I'm misunderstood for is people think I'm a goody two shoes all the time. And I have, <laughs> I have a naughty side. <laughs> Do and, you? And Anna has seen it. Have I? You have. What? I'll give an example. Side? It's, it's, it involves driving and traffic. And it doesn't happen all the time. But do you remember a couple of months ago, it was me, you, and our coworker Dylan from the weekend shows on B105. Yeah. And we were downtown in traffic. We were on Reading Road and somebody cut me off and pulled in front of me and I just snapped. I'm like, I can't even say what I said. Yeah. It's like, I can't, right. I can't, I don't even want to try to recreate what I, and okay. you guys laughed so hard and Dylan's like, <laughs> that is my favorite thing I've ever seen you do in my entire <laughs> life. And he's like, I just didn't know that you could do that. I didn't know you had it in you to act like that. Okay, do you, I do remember this, um, and I have seen it. You've pulled out some choice words, we'll just say. Yeah, I, I have a short few sometimes, and every now and then I just go, I guess that's it. Every now and then yes. I will just lay out some really solid curse words really quickly, and people are like, what? And it does, yeah, you've d- you have done that several times, uh, maybe like. I don't know if we're like hanging out with a group of coworkers or something. I've seen you do it too. And everyone is always shocked. Like, whoa. And it comes out of your mouth. And it's kind of hilarious because in our minds, you are a goody two shoes. Well, that's partially why so I do you, it too. I don't really curse that much. It's not yeah. part of my natural, you know, vocabulary. Oh, yeah. But I also know that if I do curse, 
it is going to cut through and it is going to make a point. And so I try to actually do it in a humorous way sometimes. <laughs> and usually it's for like the, for really dumb reasons. Yeah. You know? You're kind of being funny. I'm purposely yeah. being over the you're, top, yeah. but I go from not doing it hardly at all to saying everything all at one time. And then okay. I won't do it again. So yeah. that is, so people think I'm a goody two shoes a lot. And I'm like, no, I've got, I got a little salty side to oh. me. Uh, from getting to know you, I would say you're not, you're not as much of a goody two shoes as I thought. You but also thought I would be more of a partier. To- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I thought so I would like- be totally extroverted when she met me based on like the things I do. Yes. Some of the extroverted things I do in videos. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Oh, yes, that mm-mm. that shocked me in itself. So I don't. You're a confusing man, Jesse. I'm I'm still trying to figure you out. Some days. No, well, this is um, why I'm in therapy. But <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way. <laughs> Help it's me not, sort this out, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything's wrong with you. You're just uh, different. <laughs> thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> New Little Mermaid movie made like almost 120 million dollars over the weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, are you on board? Are you going to go see the movie? Do you go to movie theaters? I don't go to the movies that often, but it is on my list of like, ooh, I'd like to go see that. Am I really going to go see it? I don't know. I What's might just wait till it, it comes out. What's the last movie you went and saw? I think it was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, that was the, not that long ago then. It was like a year ago. Wow. It was, I remember it was when I sort of first moved back to Cincinnati. So it was like last summer. Um, but I would like to go see it because uh, the actress who plays Ariel, mm-hmm. I like her music a lot. She makes music um, with her sister. Oh, so, really? I didn't know that. I yeah. thought she was just an actress that can sing. I didn't know she had like a whole other career. So she, I know like way too much info about her. Her and her sister were Disney stars, like on Disney oh. Channel. Uh-huh. And then they grew up and they made music. They can both sing beautifully. Uh-huh. And then they kind of split up recently, like singing wise. And I guess uh, her name is, oh gosh. Haley Berry. Haley Berry, yeah. yeah. She is now doing the acting thing and her sister's name is Chloe and Chloe makes more music. Um, it's kind of like- Wow. Like hip hop, R&B type music. But I was, um, a, little, I was yeah. a little worried about this new Little Mermaid movie because uh, obviously it's from like when I grew up. I'm, I don't want to say I was a huge Little Mermaid fan, but I was six when that movie came out. So anything that was a cartoon was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> under the sea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Jesse and Anna. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed listening, you can hit the subscribe button. You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, don't forget, we are live in Cincinnati weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern. Stream us at B105.com.